What's happening, people? Welcome to another episode of the Everything 9000 podcast. What's happening, Amrit? I'm all right. We've got, you know, a few topics to dig into today, to be honest. Um, the whole Gary Lineker situation, we've got to start there. We have to. There's no other way to start. So go on then. Did you watch Match today? I didn't, you know, I actually didn't watch it. So I put the TV on and it just happened to like BBC One, right? Right. So I saw it for about 30 seconds. And uh, I noticed that, you know, the for the first ever time, it was very weird, actually, the, you know, the, the games were playing, mm. but there was no commentary either. So that's when I clocked, actually, you know what, all the commentators have stepped back as well. No uh, commentary either. No commentary either. So what they were just, I, th- I think, so what I, from what I was reading, it was literally just a 20 minute run and it was just games back to back where highlights with the, with no commentary and no punditry. So we could have broadcast it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was... watched my weekend's uh, dose of goals and highlights on Sky Sports on uh, on yeah. YouTube. I mean, for those that haven't been following it, basically, you know, Rishi Sunak, Swedish Braverman, they've introduced new policies, especially in relation to refugees, saying mm-hmm. no one is welcome that enters illegally. Basically. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. So they're, they're saying like if you enter illegally, that you can't claim asylum or like get protection from modern slavery rules and stuff. <clears throat> As a result of those policies. Gary Lineker then tweeted, he said, and this is where people, a lot of people misconceived what he said. Mm. It's, it, you need to be clear about what he said. He, what he said was the language that is being used by the likes of Rishi Sunak, Swede Braverman, is very similar to that language that was used in Nazi Germany. Yeah. Right. He's not saying that what's happening now, we're in Nazi Germany or, you know, he's not belittling anybody that suffered at the hands of Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. He's just saying a lot of the rhetoric being used is similar in the sense that you know um if you're a ukrainian refugee it's fine yeah but if you're from iraq or syria you're illegal exactly you're a criminal you're this you're that so it's a yeah. different it's a discriminatory language it is 100 uh, discriminatory language because this is a language that's been used by them for the last i would say six seven years but even more so it's been ramped up basically by pretty patel first and now swella Braverman is like a step ahead from Pretty Patel, like Pretty Patel's even looking at this bill and thinking, like, what the fuck? Mm. I think she's not backing this bill either properly. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because she thinks it goes too far. So this is how bad this bill is. Like, if Pretty Patel thinks this is too extreme, mm. then it is too extreme, basically, <laughs> right? Yeah. And the whole language around like refugees and immigration, the the Tories have been doing this for the last six, seven years, where they've been demonizing asylum seekers, they've been demonizing migrants, okay? Mm. They've been, you've got like Nigel Farage going out on his YouTube channel with like going to like the, you know, like the taking out a boat and stuff like filming people coming in and going like, you've got like white people, like extremist white people going around to hostels where asylum seekers are held, like protesting there and like hurling abuse at them, all right, okay, yeah. But then in terms of language used by the government, it's been going on for a few years, like Pretty Patel started this whole hatred campaign against like human rights lawyers, for example. She's been saying, you know, these do-gooders and stuff, and they're the ones, they're the public... They, they, she's been making, like, human rights lawyers public enemies. Mm-hmm. And it's just been a continuation from that to the point where now you're thinking, okay, look, what is actually... You know, the worst thing is, okay, so they keep saying, like, um, they're going to do, like... Um, they're going to ban people coming in from, like, illegal routes, but then what legal routes are there for asylum seekers? Like, what route is there for somebody who seeks protection, right, as we are obliged under the international law to give... What route do they have to come in and, and, and like claim for that protection? None. There are no legal safe routes. That's why people coming in the back of the lorries, that's why people cross the English Channel on like dinghy boats and stuff. That's the whole point of them. Like, and if there were safe legal routes, you know, you wouldn't have this sort of a situation where 
you you're finding people uh, turning up, you know, on shows like completely dead and stuff. Mm. And if you actually look at the percentages, I think we've got one of the lowest percentages of refugee oh, yeah. holders across Europe. Exactly. So like Germany and other countries, right? Okay, France. yeah, they take yeah they take in a lot of like asylum seekers and they and they give a lot of refuge to them. Okay, yeah, we're actually one of the lowest ones as well. Mm. So you know these they, and that's and again when you we, you don't realize that you know if you look at the government's rhetoric, we're the at, lowest. And yeah, you're right because of the government's rhetoric. Yeah, we don't. We well, there's a there's a. A large percentage of the population in the UK that thinks it's a problem mm. because they're being fed that message. Exactly, but it's not a problem. Mm. It really is not a problem. If you're talking about, you know, housing and crisis and all that, okay, if you look at London, for example, okay, and this is what pisses me off, people think, okay, well, look at the, the housing costs going up and all that, okay, we can't have these refugees and, like, asylum seekers in, in the UK. The housing crisis is not caused by asylum seekers or people that are coming here illegally. They, in fact, contribute to society. Okay, yeah, they're eager to work. They seek protection, but they're eager to work. They are eager what's, to work. What's causing these housing crises, especially in London, for example, is is the money that the government is willing to take from foreigners. Okay, yeah, that have got it by all means. For example, property in London is being brought up left, right, and centre by oligarchs from Russia. Again, ill-gotten money by like those uh, sheikhs in like you know in the Gulf. Again, ill-gotten money most of it. Well, I don't know if it's ill-gotten, but like immorally, right? If you think about it, um, so it's these kind of sort of things that are driving the crisis up in London. Not not your average asylum seeker from Syria. Now you know what you you to be fair have been saying for a long time. You know the message from the government. Yeah, it's it's sending the wrong message. You know the rhetoric used, the language used. It's it's stirring hatred. Right. And they're, they're the ones leading the banner on this. And it's been from, you know, the time of Boris Johnson, etc. So fair play on that. I don't think we're disagreeing anything to do with the policies. I think mm. a lot, loads of people find the policies like shameful. Yeah. Obviously, Gary Lineker t- tweeted this. Honestly, and, like, yeah, Gary Lineker, man, like kudos to the guy. He he. You know, the worst thing. Let's talk about the BBC before we talk about Gary Lineker, I think. Yeah, yeah. because the BBC... It's it's my breaking. problem with the BBC is they're picking and choosing where they want to politicize oh, and choose their voice. Yeah, but it's it's more so it's you know one thing I read and that kind of resonated with me when I was looking into this whole thing is like and this actually came from a BBC article because they like they're so keen on like not being seen to be like um kind of uh what's the right word, not not criticising themselves, right? Yeah. Because they're the one who kind of made it big news about it because you would see, like, it was breaking news from them, from that outlet first, before mm. anything else about Gary Lineker, right? Mm-hmm. Because they were so conscious of being not being to be seen, like, self-criticising and stuff. But then they were saying, like, um, um, what was it that... Um, yeah, so it's, like, basically the BBC, right, okay, it only seems to be taking action if anything said is not in line with like the day's government, for example, mm. right? Mm. So if you if you look at it over the past few years, it's the Tories that've been in like power, okay, yeah. And any people that have expressed their views are slightly more in line with the Tories and stuff. You've seen that there's no been action being taken. Mm. Gary Lineker, who's a, like a very prominent left socialist politics, I would say at least, because if you if you look at his past and if you look at statements and his actions in the past, he definitely is very pro migration very pro immigration and stuff okay he's it's he's very socialist in that sense okay and then he's had issues here and there before as well like people have attacked him and he's come out and said well look i think there was this whole thing about he had talked about these asylum seekers before like accommodation issues and and somebody had said to him on twitter and stuff like okay why don't you house them in your own house and he actually did that so he actually like hosted some uh, refugees in his own house so he for, walks the walk as well he walks the walk as well and then now if you look at it he 
said and to be honest the tweet wasn't even that bad it wasn't that bad right he Pe- people have said worse things you know loads that people have criticized well about man a lot there was like i said we covered <clears> this in a previous podcast i think didn't like uh, jeremy clarkson say like all union workers should be like shot dead or something like all striking <laughs> something along those lines right yeah right, how that, is that, that, that is so violent mm. right but and he's that, already is, in the bbc's bad books no but this was before he, this was when he was told in top gear for example right Right, the BBC's justification for like Gary Lineker is, is that Gary Lineker is more of a, a journalist as opposed to Jeremy Clarkson was. Right, but I don't agree with that. Do you think Gary Lineker is a journalist? He's a presenter slash host. Exactly. I don't know but, if that makes him a journalist. But he look what it, a journalist is somebody who reports the news. Exactly. Right. Okay. Well, mm, yeah, I don't think he is then. And also, another interesting thing is why they're trying to like bloody bring. Gary Lineker into line is like also this is another thing that they acknowledge that he's a freelance uh, a freelancer as well so he's not like exclusively signed by BBC yeah for example yeah I don't know if you, you well obviously you don't see him presenting for Sky or anything like that because you've got like other like the likes of Mika Richards for example he does for BBC and like you know CNN whatever yeah like no they all yeah. hop Although he's paid by the BBC, but I don't think he's directly and exclusively employed by the BBC. Yeah, no, I know. What you right, mean. so yeah. so trying to drag him in to hold him to the same standards you would hold a journalist. I think a lot example. of people have said like, you know, <clears throat> the BBC had a problem with Qatar. Yeah, and you know they had a very political message there, mm. and then now Gary Lineker is showing a political message. They had a problem with him because this is a political message against its own government mm. because. The the worst thing the BBC is at right now, okay. Yeah, if you look at the structure of the BBC, okay, yeah, and this is another thing that you talk about. BBC talks about impartiality, okay, yeah, mm. with Gary Lineker. Isn't the thing BBC is meant to be known as the impartial body? But then it's not. It's breaking down. It's mm. it's bowing down to the pressures from uh, Ten Downing Street, mm. you know. Because and the other biggest thing is all its chairman, for example, what's his name? And hold on, I researched his name because I keep forgetting. Yeah, Richard Sharp, the BBC chairman. Okay, yeah. So the the chairman's uh, position is a political one anyway. Okay, yeah, but then. This guy, he, you know, BBC talks about impartiality. This guy is like a, a Tory donor for beginning with, right? He's friends with Boris Johnson and like Rishi Sunak, okay, yeah? Right. Right, and then secondly, this is the exact guy who facilitated an £800,000 loan for Boris Johnson bef- while he was Prime Minister. So this, And then he had his BBC uh, uh, for like the chairmanship interview, mm-hmm. forgot... Uh, amidst to mention that he's actually facilitated a loan for Boris Johnson right. as well. So there's a clear conflict of interest, right? Yeah. And now people are calling for his head, like saying, like, you should resign. And also the, the BBC's uh, director, they're calling for his head as well to resign because they've made an absolute shambles. And they didn't think the fallout would be so huge because it literally... Everyone backed it. Ian Wright backed it. Alan Shearer. Oh, man. Like, I, lo- the, I love the, them for that. Uh, no, not just them two. But then, like, everybody, like, even the commentators, even, like, the following programs, for example, like Football Focus and, like, Total Score and all that, right? Okay, everything was off mm. because they all, like, down tools and they said, look, this is outrageous. Respect, man. You know, this solidarity looks like, man. And you know what? Like, Gary Lineker's actions could possibly now affect the, they're saying, like, possibly affect the policy itself as well mm. and affect the government. So that's how big the reach is with this as well. It just shows you, like, a little bit of solidarity can go a bloody long, long way. way. Nah. And now BBC are scrambling. Apparently, they're in positive talks this morning, I heard. They want him back? Yeah, obviously, they want him back. And they, mm. they can't, like, nobody. But he will. is good at what he does. He's amazing. You know, he's does. so tongue in cheek when he's yeah. pre- presenting match of the day. He's so good. It's, like, it would, you know. The BBC made a mistake letting Jeremy Clarkson, Richard Hammond, James May go from the Top Gear. Mm, I don't know if it was a mistake, but Top Gear was like uh, uh, nobody. Top Gear was iconic, <clears throat> man. It was iconic, but then the iconic, other... and then you're gonna <clears throat> ruin another iconic thing now, like yeah. Match of the Day with Gary Lineker. Yeah, 
and I and then and, and is it Guy Mowbray that sometimes steps in? Well, there's other people. Dan Walker, like Dan Walker on Match of the Day two and stuff. Yeah, it's just not the same vibe. Yeah, it's not. It's not. But then it's I like think you want to hear them stop talking. Did Match of the two? Uh, did Match of the Day two or yesterday? No idea. I don't think it did. No idea. It wouldn't have gone. BBC's like in the mud, man. Yeah, Mark Chapman. I think I think all the old damn tools. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, another topic I wanted to talk about is TikTok. Mm. Is set. You know, it's two set a one hour daily limit for under 18s. Right. Right. And so this is something that will automatically happen in the coming weeks. You know, their idea is, is that they will, if, if the 60 minute limit is reached, teens will then be prompted to enter a passcode. This is something that, you know, all feeds into their data, how much they go on per day, how much they go on per week. There's a dashboard that will be there, safe parents want to check. For under 13s, it's a bit more strict. It's that the daily limit will also be 60 minutes. But then if they want to go further, a parent or guardian has to put in a password, and then they're only allowed an additional 30 minutes. Right. And, you know, it's 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 quite an aggressive move from a social media company. I don't think it's, aggr- it's aggressive and it's it's the right move. They're, they're, no, but when have you ever seen a company curb its own usage? Because... That's mad. It that's, is. That's mad. But then how, how... It's to stop, the, you know, teens endlessly scrolling. Yeah, it I, is. I've seen, not even just teens, I've seen fully grown adults uh, yeah, endlessly think, scroll. I've yeah. done it. See, that's the exact reason why I've not downloaded Twitter, like I made mean, TikTok. Yeah. Because I know I spend enough time on Instagram as it is, right? And I know for the last three years, you've given me enough pressure <laughs> for somehow to download TikTok. I don't know why. What is your obsession with TikTok? Just want to send you loads of shit. <laughs> you just want another follower on TikTok. Or that, that's all it is. <laughs> yeah, literally. And but- you want to ruin my life for it, mate. <laughs> but yeah, that's why I've not downloaded TikTok. I've always made a conscious decision not to download it. Yeah, I mean, you know, if according to UK media regulator Ofcom, 62% of Brits aged 8 to 17 use the app, right? 8 to 17? Wow. Yeah, 62%. And that makes it the Jesus. second most popular app behind YouTube, which is on 87%. Um, earlier wow. this month, TikTok said it's, it had 125 million monthly active users in Europe and the UK. How many? 125 million active monthly users. Wow. That's big, man. That's big. But do you know what it is? The generation that is very synonymous with TikTok is Gen Z. Yeah. Gen Z being those between 96 and 2010. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it it does impact how they operate as human beings. Not operate, but how they digest information and then how they act on that because a lot of people just literally get all the news get everything from tiktok literally it's mad not even just tiktok and the worst thing is like tiktok actually just rose to fame in like the last three or four years like during lockdown basically right yeah don't you think yeah it did do you think it's like some because there was a lot of news about banning like tiktoks for example for over the last few years it's been like on like um kind of thin ice Mm. Because of where it comes from, it comes from China, right? It's banned in India. Yeah, it's banned in India, and it's banned in a few other countries. Like Donald I'm not Trump. Like, I'm glad it's banned in India. Yeah. Do you see how cringe those TikToks would be coming out of India? They were cringe. They were cringe, man. Yeah. It wasn't even just India. It was like Eastern yeah. Europe. It was like some some, yeah, some Russian yeah. ones as well, wasn't it? Like, and I think there was a lot of talk like when Trump was in president, like he he wanted to ban it as well. But no, is it banned in the US? No, it's not banned in the US. But there was a lot of talk about it. Yeah, and then even there's been recent talk about banning or at least curbing TikTok in the UK as well. Really? Yeah, yeah. There was some some I've seen that in the news previously, like a few weeks back. There's there's been loads of talk. So of- do you think it's in like reaction to that then, like that they're saying, okay, look, we're we're kind of like not even necessarily. I think the concerns were more with security, like protection, like data and yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. 
But I think, do you think they're just making this move to appease the government a little bit to say, like, what we're socially responsible and stuff uh, that can happen? You never know, man. There's always political pressure, left, right, centre. Probably they've bowed to a little bit. You know, they said they conducted their own reviews, took into account data themselves. Mm. They're trying to be more socially aware. They want teens to be more present and therefore more aware in person. Who knows, man? But I, I hate TikTok, man, and all this. Like, it's it's actually really fucked up that eighty-seven percent of the people, like, that's, kids use YouTube, and they're YouTube. like fifty. Wow, that's a lot of kids, man. It's a lot of kids. That's like, that's that. I don't know why it's like blowing me away. It's a lot of kids, man. Just using YouTube and stuff. That's Just mad. using YouTube and stuff. All right. Um, Michael B. Jordan received a Hall of Fame star recently. You know that was um, this is in Hollywood. Oh, the, the oh, you mean the the, the walk? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, you know the little star they put on the yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah, it's big. A lot of people, you know, have said some have said it's too early for such a lifetime achievement. He's still oh, yeah, because they normally get it towards the end of like after like twenty thirty years, don't they? Yeah, well, some say he's been acting for twenty years. Mm, but he's, I don't know. I mean, he deserves one. Do you think? Definitely. Yeah, he definitely deserves. He's a hall of famer for you in acting. When I think of like Hall of Famers, I think of like Robert De Niro, like Al Pacino, yep. you know, mm-hmm. Denzel. Denzel. So I don't know if he's on that level yet. Don't get me wrong. He's a good actor. He's a very good actor. He puts in work, you know. I watched Creed 3. Have you? I've yeah, not I seen watched, it. I watched it. He directed it without giving any spoilers. Yeah, it was a, it was decent watch, man. He I, directed it? He directed it. Whoa, my man's taken on that franchise, man. He's taken on the franchise. I've heard him in some podcasts talking about how he watches a lot of anime and so right. he took inspiration from anime in how he shot fighting scenes, etc. Mm. I noticed it a little bit. I'm not really an anime watcher myself, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, the, he was, was good. It good. John Major. John Major was good. Good actor, man. John Major is the basically the main villain guy slash other protagonist slash Major? other... John Major. I've, I've heard the name John Major. It might be in a different context. Wait, hold on. Is John, John Major? Major? John Major was a former PM. That's the thing I've heard oh, yeah, the name yeah, yeah. John Major. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What's the name? Now, it is. It's Jonathan Majors. Yeah, Jonathan Majors, not not John Major. I was thinking, I've heard of that name. He's a former PM. Like, yeah, but you know who Jonathan Majors is, right? Show me his face. Oh, he's sick. I saw this film. He's in this, like, um, he's in this Western, but it's like a black Western. Right. It's really good. That was a good movie, man. He's, he's good. It's a good movie. I, I don't know if, I think they will do another one based on how they ended it. Mm. Yeah, but anyway, go, going back to this then. So Michael B. Jordan, do you think he deserves a Hall of Fame star? Not right now, not right now. Because the way we broke it down, mm. Hall of Famers. If you think about it, Denzel, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, they already probably have it themselves. They start their own stars, but he's not on that. Level. I think Courtney Cox got it at the same time. You know, the actor from Friends. Yeah, but she's been around for a long time, like legend, long. man. Yeah, yeah, legend, legend. Friends, Friends. But okay, yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give you your minute now. I'm gonna give you a couple minutes now. The I'm not even gonna tell you the topic. For going yeah, on. the seven nil. I was hoping we would like do one straight after that. I mean, a week's passed since then. Yeah, and a couple of I'm things. Glad. Yeah, right. <laughs> but like, come on. Like, I, you know, at home, I knew we were gonna go win. Like, I had a feeling we would win, right? Because, but I just didn't realize I. Saw that second half. I was actually doing something. I was like putting up a shelf at the, t- the same time. So all I could hear was just literally every two minutes of goal going in. I had to like rush over and watch it. And then like another minute, goal going in, I had to rush over and watch it. I, had to, I, I was building like that cupboard thing. It took me like an hour longer than it would have otherwise. 
But yeah, man. I mean, like, yeah, the first half was quite competitive. Oh, come on. It wasn't we, competitive. We went down 1-0, you know, but we were arguably the better team in the first half. But in the second half... Oh, come on. You were not the better team in the first half. Okay, maybe you we liked- were, maybe we weren't. But it wasn't like, you know... One nil, fine. If it was one, you know, one, one fine. Talk, like okay, scoreline. Yeah, it, you know what? It's we score like tons and tons of goals against you. It seems over the last few seasons. Okay, we've got nine against you last season, all that, and even before that, we got like four or five. Mm. So I'm not even like interested in talking about the seven nil. Right. What I'm more interested in is Bruno Fernandez. Okay. Right? Okay. This is arguably your star player, your captain, mm. right? Mm. And I actually, you know, I like, first thing I do on a Monday morning is always actually tune into Talk Sport at 10 o'clock, mm. you know. And I heard what they said. Right. They were a bit out of order. I'm on about the fans, not 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 right. Jim White and the right, right, Simon right. Jordan, right? right? On. I'm on about the fans that phoned in okay. to them, okay, yeah? Okay. And every single one of them. Fans, you were one of them, right? Manchester United fans, <laughs> Manx, mm. were attacking Bruno Fernandes. What were they saying? They were saying he show, uh, he lacked character, mm. he lacks leadership, mm. and they said like the, the way he did down tools, it was unacceptable. Yeah, do you know what? What I, do you think? I, I I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Mm. I think. He, then, mind you, this is a player you guys have been building up very, for the last two, three seasons. No, he's a top player. I wouldn't say he's a top player. He's a top player. He's not a top. top he player. would get into most sides. You most sides. I. He's, he's got great work rate. He always he runs get into a lot of sides, but not most. Which sides. ones wouldn't he get into? Wouldn't get into City. He'd be. He wouldn't. He'd be, be like a Bernardo Silva. He'd be bench slash playing. Mm, he wouldn't be starting though. A big game. He wouldn't be starting. Obviously, because they've got De Bruyne. But De Bruyne's right. coming to the end of it as well. He's not coming to the end of it. He's still at his peak. It'd probably be his last season, but we'll see. Are um, you kidding me, bro? You think this is De Bruyne's last season? You could see last season he was knackered. And even Pop, Pep Guardiola was... He was the star him. player last season. Of course he was. I'm not saying... I'm denying it. He's like Modric, though. It's like how... Like, Modric in the Premier League would... De Bruyne is like 31, bro. Yeah, but, bro, he's not on that same level now. He's been used a lot less by Guardiola now. I, I, I think... He's, he's on the bench a lot of the time. Even when he's fully fit. Okay. I would like to say that he... Bruno Fernandes, with the attitude that he has... And the lack of like work. The one criticism you Liverpool give. would not he would not start right. Liverpool. You would chop your left bollock off right now to get Bruno Fernandes. No. If I said to you right now, yeah, do that, you would do it. So don't chat I shit. Think okay. Bob, I would pick right. Bobby Firmino over Fernandes any day. Bobby Firmino actually plays higher up the pitch than Bruno. Yeah. And but Bruno gets more goals than assists. No, no, no. The, that's I, that's just Bobby, a fact. But Bobby plays for the team. Bruno. That's just a fact. Okay, Bruno doesn't. But okay, fine. Bruno, look, the one criticism you can give to him is he is petulant, he is irritating, he has a go at everyone, he's whiny, he's a whiny character. But sometimes this is a, these are the qualities you guys are saying, oh, but he's pushing the players up. Now you're saying he's a whiny guy. Sometimes he is annoying, don't get me wrong. And yes, it can be argued in that match, it did seem like he did give up. There was also but, one moment when Mo Salah like, did him and then he just didn't chase. Yeah. This is like the 85th minute. And then also there was a whole lot of thing made about him gesturing to the bench. And uh, like, I, so people said look, that he was gesturing for him to be taken look, off, but listen, then he listen, came out and said, "Well, no, look, I was just clarifying if it was me." Or what me. I wanted to see was the reaction the game after. The game after this is stuff for the manager to deal with, and I do feel the manager is strong enough and ha- commands enough right. respect. Uh, you know about in the Premier League, don't don't count Real Betis. Real Betis are struggling. Aren't they like in the bottom three of like they held, La Liga? They held Real Madrid to a nil nil. So literally a few days before they played us. Right, right. And don't don't make me go into what Real Madrid did to your team. 
Uh, no, we're, no, we're not talking about so, that right so now. So what we're saying is they can put up. I I saw um, the highlights of um, Southampton Man United. Mm. Right, is three minute video on Sky Sports. The game that we no, played. No, 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 no. Can I just finish, please? This is a game at Old Trafford, mm. and I would say in terms of like you know they sh- the Sky Sports always show the biggest chances, right? Mm. United featured twice, and it, everything else was just Southampton. Do, you do realize we played over half the game with ten men. Yeah, because Casemi Asemiro. You know, that's a new He's he's shite. He's not shite, right? He, he got ragged in that Liverpool game. Listen, he got he in got that shafted. Game, something was right. Right? He wasn't on. He wasn't on it. The commentator, you know, the the punditry, they acknowledge this as well. He just wasn't quite on it. Oh, and really? because he wasn't, you know what? It's fine. Oh, no. it, he had a bad game. I'm not saying he had a good game. He had a bad game, but that just shows how important he is to United. But then he got sent off for the right reason. You know, the, the fucking cheek of it. I saw he got that. sent off for the right reason. No, I know what you're going to say now. But look, I'm not denying it's not a red card. But that, your no, manager no, no, is. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, I saw, no, I saw no, like no, Ten no. Hag was saying this no, morning. No, 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 no. Listen now, listen. Because what Ten Hag's doing is nowhere near what Klopp does. Klopp's fucking deluded, chat shit. No. Has excuses out of his ass every game. What Ten Hag did was made very valid points. A lot of people were... I was reading it on Twitter too because... The game, for some stupid reason, wasn't televised anywhere in the UK. You know, I'm paying for BT Sport, I'm paying for Sky, I'm paying for Amazon Prime. Where the fuck's the game? This is why you got to stream it, bro. <laughs> stream it. You know, it's, there's a crackdown going on with loads of that. Yeah, I know. But anyway, there's inconsistency in the refereeing. If you mm. watch the Chelsea game the day before, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. amount of similar challenges... So you think it's okay for a player? Like, it's inconsistent. Players confused whether they should roll their foot over the ball and, like, fucking reach the he shin slipped. of the... He didn't roll over the ball. He slipped. You think he intended? There was. You're saying there was malice in that challenge. There, of was, there was malice. malice. He went in with that. You he see? Played. Did you see his back leg like going Ten off Hag the ground? Says, he, did you see he's his like, tough? Both, but fair. both of his legs Listen, were off the ground. Casemiro has played 500 games and he's never irrelevant. received a straight red irrelevant. card in the space of three months. He's received two red cards now. Yeah, yeah. the refereeing shit. No, it's not. We need an investigation into it's Anthony not Taylor because he was in a team in Real Madrid where Real Madrid was the dominant where team. He was doing and the same referees, thing. Where he was doing the same referees thing. were fair to dish out like harsher decisions. But here, you're in the Premier League, mate. Okay, if you're an arsehole, if you're an ass, you get called an ass. Mm. So you've had your Liverpool moment, yeah? Mm-hmm. Done, yeah? Happy. You know what the best thing? No, no, I'm not done actually. Because one of the best things I noticed about that game, okay, yeah, and this is what I was saying, like a few of the people that I like have a football chat with, okay, yeah, the players that United fans always target for ridicule were the players that actually scored. Mo Salah, two goals, bang, bang. You know, Nunes. Cody Gapko, Mr. 007. <laughs> he's got more goals than Anthony, mate. Did he? 100%. Anthony, like he's the biggest waste of. Why does nobody talk about Anthony? <laughs> <laughs> he's a banger. He's we a banger need a podcast. The the only thing I actually remember Anthony doing in this in a United shit is like you know that little what <laughs> he did, and then it, and then he walked it out of the fucking line. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the, literally the only thing I have. Nah, he scored a banger against Betis. Really? Yeah. That's it. Banger. Right. Uh, right after that. Okay, put in Gakpo and listen, Anthony. Yeah. He's got more goals. Listen, yeah. Look. You can't even Listen, say you've had your moment, yeah. Right. Let, let me let Lewis me just summarize goals. this quickly. Cody yeah. Gapko two goals. Salah two goals. Who scored the congratulations? Second? Uh, congratulations. Congrats. Shaking your hands. Congrats on your UB United seven 0 trophy. Oh yeah, no. The fact of the matter is, it is a hundred percent. Are you still? Are you eight points behind United? We're not in the Premier League. We'll catch up. Are you eight points behind? Yes or no? 
Possibly we are, yes. No, you are. It's not possibly, it's a fact. Okay. A matter of fact, you are eight right. points behind United. It's okay. Embarrassing. Right. They, but you know, we'll take the 7-0. Take it. And, you know, enjoy the banter. I would right. do the same thing, so it's fine. Enjoy right. it. You know, it does call for banter, 7-0. But what also calls for banter is you lost 1-0 to Bournemouth the game yeah, after. I know. Shocking. Embarrassing. Because I was hoping we win that two games in hand. Jamie Carragher was drinking a lot of 7-up. He needs to drink a lot of Coke Cherry now. Yeah. <laughs> Up the cherries. <laughs> How long have you had that? How long have you been sitting on that one? Since two days ago. You saw it on Twitter? I saw it on Twitter, yeah. yeah. I sent the meme in. I'll what? send it to you too. Right. I'll, I'll put it on top of this picture. Jamie Carragher, have a coach cherry on me, son. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, quickly on Kane and Conte. Future is at Tottenham. Uh, Conte going. Do you Kane, reckon? Yeah. yeah, I think Conte, I don't think, his heart's never been in it. Really? I don't think it has. Like He's been calling for him to be sacked for ages. No, but then he came out and he said, I you would die for Tottenham. Thing? He said, I would die for Tottenham. Come on, man. He, he wouldn't die for any fucking football club. You know, if you look at his record and like he leaves in a couple of like seasons, if he doesn't get what he wants, which is money, you know, to spend in transfers and stuff, he leaves. He wouldn't die for any club. Every team needs money. No, I'm just saying like there are some managers that just say, OK, look, give me a chunk of money to spend. Otherwise, I'm going. I think he didn't get the right players. And because Daniel Levy has a lot of control on transfers, and yeah. he wants to bring, and he's fucked it up. And a lot of Tottenham fans are angry with Daniel Levy. You know, they're saying that in Conte, did you have a good manager? Conte is a great manager, man. But do you not think that his Liverpool would love him right now? No. Okay, no, no, ignore that comment. Okay, <laughs> come on. Well, let's be real. If you're talking, if you want a serious chat, let's have a serious chat. Okay, serious chat. Okay, right, okay yeah, Conte. I think he discovered that one formation with Chelsea, and it kind of worked for him, right? Yeah. But I think he's, he's trying to figure it out now. He's not just being figured out, but I think he's trying to like imprint that on every club he goes to. I don't think if it's working entirely in Tottenham. Yeah, agreed. Because the results are very inconsistent. You've had players like Son who are like firing, you know, goals left, right, and centre. All of a sudden now he's like he can't. He doesn't even score a goal anymore. Mm. He doesn't even get the score sheets or assists, for example. Mm. Can't even remember the last time Son scored a goal. Mm. To be fair, Harry Kane, he's that kind of you know the way they channel all the balls through and stuff. So he still gets in the score sheet here and there. But in terms of Harry Kane, I think he's you think, you think he's gone, yeah? He's only got a year left on his contract at the end of the season. There's a lot of talk about United signing him. Yeah. And, and then I'm the United fan, though, I think. But look, okay, Harry Kane, the, re- the only reason Harry Kane would leave Tottenham is for one reason and one to win reason. a trophy? That's the only reason. Yeah. But going to United does not guarantee trophies. I would say they're on the same... Like, I'm not With him, it wouldn't. What? With him, it wouldn't. What do you mean with him it wouldn't? So I think if you look at the United team, what they're lacking right now is an out-and-out number nine. Yeah, but you had Romelu Lukaku come in and nothing happened. But he didn't... Lukaku, one of the best number nines... He won a couple of trophies. What What did he win? Europa League. I don't think Harry Kane would leave Tottenham for Europa League. I think he would. I I think think he'd take a trophy, mate. No. All those years playing and you wouldn't take a trophy. The two teams that will guarantee you trophies that he could possibly go to. He He could have gone to Man City, right? I think he also won an FA Cup or a Carling Cup as well. And the the other thing, I think Harry Kane's in a dilemma here, okay? Because Harry Kane probably wouldn't want to leave getting so... He'd he'd want to beat Shearer's record for one. Like Premier League record, okay, yeah? Oh, of course. So ideally, he'd want to stay in the Premier League. He's been a great goal scorer, though, but there's having a fucking trophy in the cabinet. No, no, no. This is what I'm trying to say. The dilemma that Harry Kane faces, okay, yeah, there's two four, okay? He wants a trophy, Gary. Mm. Okay, mm. but going to United is not going to get him a Premier League. It's not going so to get him a Champions League. Okay, yeah. Where do you want him to but go? his problem is he wouldn't want to leave the Premier League because he'd want to chase down that record that um, Alan Shearer holds. Right. Right. So there's two places that will guarantee him a trophy. One is Man City. 
but obviously that's that's a closed door not because of Haaland and like Alvarez or Real Madrid right, yeah okay and uh, Bayern Munich or Real Madrid yeah Real Madrid but I don't think Real Madrid will take him right now but Bayern Munich I don't think so either Bayern would take him because they're missing that striker that since Lewandowski's gone mm. so it's I and then so then it kind of narrows it down to Manchester United or Bayern if you think about it who are you going to win a trophy is going if to be I was Harry Kane I'd be going to Bayern yeah and uh, well United fans as a United fan with the options are Harry Kane but for me he's another 30 year old past his peak you're going to pay and, and you know like, the worst thing is you'd probably pay about 90 100 million pounds for Harry Kane with a season left on his contract I don't think you would not with a year left well Daniel Levy would squeeze, squeeze out a million 100 million you never know yeah but and you know, he'd deliver for a couple of seasons if United are going to pay 30 like but there's a no, is, 30, 75 million for a cent, like defensive midfielder who's like 30, great 31 signing. Right. I think it's pretty good. Shit like, signing, so okay. No, great signing. Right. If you There's no way you're going to tell me that yeah. Daniel Levy won't be able to squeeze. And then didn't he have a year left on his contract with Casemiro at Real Madrid? But that was obviously done like. You guys are shafted, man. Casemiro. You guys are. If, if, if Casemiro was in Liverpool right contract, now, yeah. He was struggling to get into that team. If Casemiro was in Liverpool right now, you'd be challenging for the league. No. Yes, you would. No, we wouldn't. Yes, you we would. We would not. Because he's. Fabinho's dad He's not He is? He's not He's the daddy He's not Fab's he's having the, not a great season this season But he's, he's, he's He doesn't get in the team when Casemiro's in In Brazil he, No he had been No he doesn't when Casemiro's there buddy That's a fact Right Anyway Right United fans We've got an option between Harry Kane or Osimhen Who? Osimhen He's good He's 24 He's killing Serie A right now right. He's dragging Napoli to the top of the league Oh okay Oh that's yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah And he's rapid But I would, I would rather ha- go for it. Okay, you know what? Would you want to place a little bet online, uh, on air, here, right now? If United get Harry Kane, I would say it's going to be 90 million plus. And you think it's not going to be 90, 100 million pounds? No, I, I, I said it could be. T- take a position on this. I'm saying 90 million plus. Okay, what is he? He's 30, 30 years old, yeah? Right. And he's got, one, he's got one year left on his contract. Yeah. You know what? I think the worst thing's going to be at the end of it, he's going to sign a new contract. Like he always ends up doing. That's what always happens. Yeah. It's happened twice before. And the thing is, like, Harry Kane with him, Tottenham will match, if not better, any salaries offered at any other club. They do have that sort of money to keep him, right? The only reason they wouldn't be able to keep him is because of the last. It's a shit show? Yeah, it's a shit show. All right, cool. What about. No, but why have you, like, gone, all right, cool? So, step, like, you know. Firstly, I would rather we go for Austin Hen. If Austin oh, we're not, not even available. talking about this geezer. We're talking about if Kane. Harry Kane, Kane, if Harry Kane comes to United they, at the end of the season. I'll ask your question. Let me answer. No, no. If we if, go for Kane, no, and we spent a hundred million pounds on him, yeah, that is overpaying in my opinion. I'm asking. I've told you. you. I've just told you. You've not told me anything. I'm asking you a question. This is a hypothetical situation. In, in do, a, you want, do you want me to get on the phone to Glazers? What do you want me to do, bro? If United sign. Harry Kane at the end of the season, okay, in the, some old transfer window, tell me how much United will pay for him. I'm saying it'll I don't be 90. Know. I'm telling you, I don't know. No, it's what I'm saying is, no, you United in the past oh, five no, or six no. years have notoriously overpaid for signings. And yeah. there's been that Man United tax. Right. I think since Ten Hag's come it, you know in, there's been more you know shrewd spending. Shrewd spending? You kidding me? Anthony, what was it like 90 million? 75 million pounds for a 30 year old that had a year left on his contract, Madrid, who wasn't even getting into the team. Best defensive Madrid. midfielder in Shut the world. Shut the fuck yeah. up. You okay. paid for the best. You paid. Who wasn't getting in where? Who wasn't getting to the Real Madrid team properly? Shut the f up, man. Honestly, just shut the f up now because you're chatting shit. You're chatting out your ass. That's enough on this topic. Why would a player leave Real Madrid and come to United when he's you know, years old? If, if a player act- is at their peak, as you're supposed to Real Madrid say- didn't want him to leave 
They were sad to see him go, but they respected what he achieved for the club. Five Champions Leagues, buddy. So you're telling me as a player, as you put it, at his peak, okay, do you think Casemiro is at his peak? He's in the peak, yeah. Yeah, so you yeah. saying a player in his peak, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. will leave Real Madrid to come to United? Uh, once you've achieved five Champions Leagues with the club, mate. No. I think you do. I think, I think if you, a player senses, challenge complete. If a player senses, I've got a year left on my contract. He, came, no, he no, said can he I wants just to say, come to the hardest league in the world. Right. And he wants another challenge. Right. And he's not so coming for not holiday, he's going for him. Why did Liverpool not going for him? Man City have Rodri, who what? is probably top three in the world. So they have a player. Buddy, I'm telling you, there was some danger that Casemiro foresaw that he's not getting the football, the satisfaction at Real Madrid. And United, he's not getting 75 million. He's won right? And then fucking Real Madrid, like Amrit. the lottery, you know? Like Amrit. for them. Listen. They were trying to offload Listen, we got two, three things And they got through, 75 yeah. million out of you. Listen. Arsenal. Imagine, Arsenal imagine Real Madrid trying to sell a player right here yeah, who's got a year left in his contract and they're probably panicking, can we get 20 million for him? And fucking United get shafted for 75 million, bro. Can you imagine that? Are you done? For a 30 year old. Are you done? Yeah, I am now. Okay. And they're going to pay about 110 million for Kane so with a year left in his contract. Done. Okay. Well, you've got 30 years old. Are you done? Go on. Arsenal. They're flying high. They, I, I still think they're going to fuck it up. Really? Yeah, they've got to play Man City at Etihad and they've got to play Liverpool at Anfield. And I think they Liverpool, beat us. Liverpool at Anfield doesn't mean shit. Oh, really? Why would you not ask Ten Hag that? <laughs> <laughs> but like Liverpool are just shambles, aren't they? I, I know, but at home against a big team, we turn up, man. And Arsenal have struggled at Anfield hugely over the last five, six seasons. You know what it is? For, for Arsenal, they've had two games recently where they've just been out. Losing 2-0, losing whatever, 3-0. They've come they back came... and they've won the games. Yeah. And that is just what tells me. These things go for you I when know, the stars I, align. I, I, I the just, stars are aligning. I, 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 I just don't trust Arsenal. 10 games to go, man. This, that, 11, was... 11 games to go. I just don't trust Arsenal. I just don't trust them. That's a, 11 games is a lot. They do have the bottle in them. They do not. I mean, the bottle job. Yeah, yeah, they are bottle jobs. Yeah. As in like, so 11 they games. They bottle it. 11 games is a lot of games. That's like 33 points. Mm. 33 points that is. So is it, is it five point gap between them and City? And it could have been about 12. Had it not like stumbled a bit, like tripped no, a bit. No, but come on, man. You, you, let's not be harsh. They've been doing well. No, to beat Man City in the, in the Premier League, you have to have a huge gap because they will catch up. They will catch up, man. I'm so telling you're you. speaking from experience. I'm not speaking from experience. I'm just telling you, we've won every single game and Man City have won every single game in the past seasons. Man City, they spend like 100 million on a player left, right and centre that they don't even need. Any props to Arteta? Fair play, he's doing a decent job. Uh, yeah, I, I told you from day one, Arteta's the man for the job. Even like when Arsenal fans were like, Arteta out, you know? But they will, bottle it. Me wrong. They, they will bottle it, I think. I am going to say... I still think he has a lot to learn like when it comes to big games, getting that tactical now. Uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. I think uh, no manager has like, ever like learnt it all. But Arsenal fans need to relax though. But okay, cool. Um, last couple topics now. This is just something interesting I read, man. Maybe not too much to talk about this. But Prince Harry, Ian Wright, oh, Cheryl, formerly Cheryl Cole. Prince Harry. Oh, okay. It's not uh, about Prince Harry. And other, other celebrities, they're going to go to court over phone hacking allegations against the Daily Mirror. The Daily Mirror? Mm, they believe articles published between 1996 and 2010 used information illegally obtained, i.e. via phone hacking, etc. Daily Wow. So these are people like Ian Wright, etc. So decent people in there too. Oh. Mm, loads of celebrities, man. Chris Tarrant's wife. There's loads of people involved. Yeah. I mean, that's that's been going on going for ages. Remember News of the World? That was in 2011. Rebecca. The, the case has been listed for May the 9th for six weeks. 
Right. And it'll be interesting, man, to see how it unfolds. Follow that, you know. But do you reckon your phone hacking? Oh, it still happens, probably. I'm not saying, like, I'm, I obviously have no experience with it, but obviously it happens. Like, how, you know, all these news, like, uh, tabloid newspapers, that's how they get the news and stuff. You know, they, they, they're always contesting the set, continuously, like, want to break that big Because there's always that fine line between news outlets protecting their source. Right. And therefore that covers where they got yeah. the information from. But then they, they do hack, and they've, like, they've gone to, like, lowest of low lengths before, like, tabloid newspapers. They always have done. It's not, it's not something that's happened for the first time, and it's not something that's going to happen for the last time either. Cool. You'd be interested to keep an eye on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you started talking about Prince Harry, I was like, fucking hell, man. Like, not that again. Like, not I'm that just again. tired of, like, Prince Harry and uh, mm-hmm. Meghan Markle stuff, man. Just, yeah, he needs to allow it. Yeah. Not just him, but, I like, it, I, I think media com- just need to allow it. I watched a comedy special recently. Who was it? I've watched so many. Chris Rock. It was Chris Rock, wasn't it? And he talks about you know, Meghan Markle. Oh, I don't know if you're talking about Meghan Markle. He talks about Meghan Markle. I've well. not seen it. I'm not watching it He was like, sister. You married into the most racist family possible. Yeah. They were like the originators of racism. Yeah. They colonialised the world. Like, what were you expecting? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? When he said it like that, it's actually true. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, obviously he went in on... Uh, you know what well. we should do? Oh yeah, I was going to say like, I've not seen the episode yet. I've been wanting, like, I've been saving it. I want to watch it like when I'm like fully available to watch it, right? Mm. And I did see a clip of it on Insta about Will Smith mm. and the way he just tore into him, man. And, you know, fair play, fuck Will Smith, man. Do you reckon? Yeah, fuck Will Smith. Mm. And uh, The way he tore into him, you can tell Chris Rock is still holding a lot of hurt. Why not? Why wouldn't you? you, you somebody comes up to you on stage when millions are watching and just slaps you because of their own insecurity, right? Mm. Because they couldn't handle anything like, you know, and it, you know, there's a saying in Punjabi, like, you know, like, uh, it was like somebody, he's, he's had that vet built up anger to, from his family mm. and he just took it all out on Chris Rock mm. live on TV, whatever, right? In front of millions. I, and, I watched Chris Rock live when he toured in Birmingham. This was a few months back. Mm. He wasn't great. Just putting it out there. He's better than, what's his name? Kevin, Kevin Hart. Yeah, no, he's not. He's better than Kevin Hart. He's not. He's better than Kevin Hart. He's not. He's um, but yeah, so he toured, he wasn't great. I watched this special. You know, it was good because this special, it was the first time Netflix live streamed mm. a comedy show. So that oh, was, really? It was, a bit, it was a bit gimmicky. Right. Yeah, live stream. So it wasn't show. the case where they said, okay, they were, remember when uh, we went to Kevin Hart about a few years back and it was for Netflix and they got us to like just laugh so they could record it and, and they could edit it in. To his jokes. You know, so there was none of that business with the Chris Rock. You know most right. people do that, right? No, no, no. Most people do do that. But I'm just saying, like, right. this happened at Kevin Hart. And yeah. When you've got a big Netflix production, right. you want to make sure right, you right, get right, some right, good, right. good cut, right. cuts Right, 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 right. Anyway. So th- that yeah, line, no, Chris Rock, like so when it comes to Chris Rock versus Kevin Hart, so there was no, none of that fake laughter where you're trying to point out. Right. Listen. Right. So Chris Rock. Listen, yeah. yeah. Now, Chris Rock is... He's better than, to him. He's good. Better than Kevin Hart. He's good, man. He's achieved a lot in his life. I think he is coming to the end, though. Better than Kevin Hart. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, he iconically played, you know, with the zebra in Madagascar as well. Yeah? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah he did. Must yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. And, um, well, what do you call it? Well, yeah, so, obviously, I watched him in Birmingham. He wasn't great. I watched him this time. This special was a better than mm. his last tour. Still better than Kevin Hart. Better, but a lot of parts were a bit average, but the Will Smith part at the end, man. That was fine. It's just worth watching that yeah. for itself. I mean, wow. the way I, he I just saw broke a clip it down. on Instagram as I told you. And yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, fair play to him. Uh, did you see Jimmy Kimmel uh, joking about it as well? So, like, last night was the Oscars. Yeah. Uh, he joked, like, oh, if 
at any point you do want to come up and like you know slap somebody on stage you will be given an Oscar in a 90 minute speech after it by the way everyone's <laughs> joked like that though yeah literally every like no, but he was hosting Jimmy Kimmel every hosting. Oscar speech was making reference to that from last yeah, year yeah I know I know and then uh, Will Smith well you know normally it's the best actor who's won best actor in last year's category that presents best actress mm. in like the next year's mm. so Will Smith obviously they didn't get Will Smith to do it I think the, who did they get uh, they got in um, Hella Belly what is right. it what's her name I can't pronounce it. I don't know. Catwoman, man. Oh, Halle Berry. Halle Berry, that's it, yeah. Put some respect on her name, man. Uh, did I say Belly? Halle Berry. Halle Berry, yeah. That's the queen you're talking about? Yeah. Catwoman? Yeah. Bro, man, I... you mispronounce her name once more. I'm after to kick you off yeah, this podcast. Yeah. Halle Berry. Talking of the Oscars, you know, there were two Asian winners last night. Best mm-hmm. male and best female. I've not seen, you know, for the last two or three, two, three years, I've not seen like Oscar worthy films, man. So I don't want to comment too much on it, but fair play, man. It was that film, man. Yeah. Everything and everywhere. Like, I'm like, I'm going to watch it now. Normally what I do is when the films get announced, like, you know, the Oscar list got announced, I watch every single film, but I've not done it for the last two or three years. Was it Everything and Everywhere? Yeah, something like that. It's like a bit of a weird, longish title. It is a weird, longish title. Can't it's like what. Everything and Everywhere something 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 I, I think what, what I've, I've not even like known about it until now yeah alright cool man I think that's pretty much it for this but podcast fair play. fair play big up the Asians man let's get some more yep. thanks for tuning in uh, see you on the next podcast